Vocap you, vocap me, vocap your life. Learn languages with flashcards. Good morning, good afternoon, good life, listeners and listeners. Thank you so much for being with me for one more podcast episode. Now we have the fourth one. I'm very happy that we are now on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. So if you want to find our show, you can just go to these social podcasters in the internet or you can find or something. So for today's episode, it's something very special for me because I'm with my friend Alexandra from Portugal. You're talking about Portugal this episode and also a bit about Brazil because since I'm Brazilian and she's Portuguese, we share the same native language, so it's something very worth it to share with people who don't know about it. So, Alexandre, introduce yourself. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for being here. Olá, João. Tudo bem? Tá tudo bem, tá tudo bem. It's just, so, it's just too very weird for me yeah. to speak in English with yeah. you know, like native speaker in my language. Uh, do you listeners feel the same when you're talking like, I don't know, with, with some friend that you, you know, you just don't want to exclude someone and then you have to speak in English with the person that speaks, they share the same language, they share the same native language, just something very weird. So, Alexandre, how are you doing? I'm well. Um, I'm Alexandre, I'm from Portugal. Uh, I live in Chaves, a small city in the north of Portugal. Well, translation is like Keys. The Keys. Yeah, the Keys, the city of the Keys. Okay. Uh, and I'm here in Poland. Yeah, how, how's your life here in Poland? How's it? Do you yeah. like it here? Yeah, I really like it. It's an amazing country to live in. Oh, you really like it? Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy because um, Alexandra and I, we are sleeping in Poland now. Listeners didn't know this. <laughs> so, yeah, we are sharing with you a bit about it. And so, why people should travel to Portugal? First of all, I wanted to ask you this. Well, Portugal, it's, it's a small Try country. Try to sell your country to yeah. Well, Portugal, it's a small country, but with the different things. Imagine you can travel to the north or the south and the and, uh, find different things like food, it's completely different in north to the south, the people, the way they talk, it's the, it's the history, it's completely different. So if you travel to Portugal, it will be a complete uh, uh, travel. Different experience. Yeah, different experience. For the cities. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So do you, do you recommend for our listeners to when they visit Portugal, this is something specific not spotlight, but it's used by not the, let's, let's call it alternative series in Portugal. Yeah. Well, we have the, the in the north, Trajos Montes. Yeah, it's a typical part of Portugal. I love this Portuguese, yeah. Trajos Montes. Trajos Montes. It's <laughs> this language is like, it's just crazy, you know, because uh, most of uh, people, you know, Americans, let's say, like, we have like, American listeners, they are more likely to know the Portuguese from Brazil, you know, when yeah. they try to speak Portuguese, they speak Portuguese from Brazil. So there was a thing when I was in Portugal that I was listening a lot. There was Americans or Canadians that was talking in Portugal, they were saying like, you guys sound like Russian. <laughs> <laughs> so you speak so, you know, your mouth closed, but, yeah. but I like it. So Trash the Mons, which more, uh, do, you, do you have more cities? You, yeah. that you, you have uh, uh, the islands like Madeira, Açores. Oh. It's an amazing place with amazing food, amazing 
landscapes to visit, amazing people. Have you been there? No, but <laughs> I know a lot of people from there. And, uh, and what about the accent? Do you think that people from Australia got different accents? Yeah, I think I have a, to understand it's a bit hard to understand, but because the accent is close, it's a close accent. It's close accent, and yeah, it's very close. But do they, I don't know, like I've heard, I've heard it's very interesting this topic because I've heard that people from Australia, they sometimes uh, have different words. Yeah. Like the same works with Brazilian and, and Portuguese from Portugal. But like words, for example, I don't know, rapariga. Uh, yeah. Rapariga <laughs> <laughs> in Brazil doesn't mean something very good. You know, what does it mean in Portugal? Well, it's, a it's, it's a girl. It's just a girl, yeah. Just a girl, but in Brazil. In Brazil, yeah, it's something. I don't want this episode to be explicit. <laughs> I don't want to put, like, when I'm editing this episode, I don't want to put, like, say to explore why that's explicit. So I'll kindly say, that Hapariga in Brazil is someone, some girl that sells her body. <laughs> Let's call it. It sells like it is a yeah, very fair job. It's a job. So, job. So it's nothing explicit. Yeah. So it's friendly, friendly. <laughs> so another word that we have too is uh, bicha. You know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're only bad words. You know? yeah. Just bringing just really bad words. You only have bad words in Brazil, come on. It's not true, like, we just... Yeah, it's just because, I don't know, like, how, how does it work? I don't know when you guys went to, to conquer our country. You're just <laughs> bringing all the words and then we're just looking at it bad because you're colonizing us, stealing our gold. You're doing everything bad in our country. So... Come on. All the words, all the words are, like, more, you know, uh, associated to bad things, but... Yeah. <laughs> So bicha means what in Portugal? It means lying. Yes, lying. In Brazil, it means a uh, homosexual person. Yeah, it's a bad <laughs> yeah. word. It's not a bad word. Come on, it's just homosexual. You know, like, but but still, like, I don't like using Portugal when you know homosexual friends. Yeah. And stuff. Um, uh, there was two uh, durex. Yeah, know. durex. <laughs> Durex is the brand, you know, the common brand. Yeah, it's the brand. But, but in Brazil, it's not too common, you know, Durex. That's why people don't, don't associate this to do covers. You probably associate this with tape. You know, yeah. Tape. Completely different. Yeah, it's just the brand, but the, in Brazil, it's more like people know more the tape than the, than the colors. That's why maybe people yeah. like this. The same with Shadows, you know. Shadows in Brazil, uh, it used to be a brand too. Yeah. But then people just started calling it Shadows because they have a Portuguese, a Brazilian Portuguese word for it. But in Portugal, you actually have that. How do you call it? Shadows. Photocopy. Photocopy. Yeah, photocopiadora. Photocopiadora, yes. Yeah, and you call the name of the brand. Yeah, we call it Shadows. We just call it Shadows. The very cool. And. Uh, one, do you have one more word? Do you have camisinha? Camisinha, yes. Camisinha. For us, it's a little For yeah, we call it camisinha, I don't know why. Is it just because you don't like it? You're kind of uh, putting your, your friend, like, close to your friend, your condom. <laughs> Let's call it. <laughs> because he's cold, he's feeling cold, you want to protect him, yeah. and you put a little shirt on. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's also like you give to the condoms, can you see it? Sure, 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 yeah, we give it to the condoms. And apelido too, what apelido is it? Well, it's the, our surname. 
It's a surname, just yeah. a surname. But in Brazil, you, you don't use? No, in Brazil, we, we call it nicknames. You know? yeah. <laughs> when you're asking someone, someone's apellido, it's their nicknames. That's their nicknames. Uh, when, I was, when I was a kid, I had this game like FIFA 2006 or 2005, I remember. We didn't have the Brazilian Portuguese option in the game. So when you were creating my, my character in the game, my profile, my profiler in, there in the game, they were asking me my apellido. <laughs> and I was like, why, why are they asking me my nickname? What, what the heck are you asking me nickname? I was like, fuck. Uh, and then when I was a kid, my, my nickname was Bolinha, which means little ball. <laughs> so I was putting João Bolinha, which was like... Bolinha <laughs> Yeah, it was just crazy because I was playing with the character João Bolinha, which is like a little little ball. And I was like, fuck, why are they asking me my nickname there? This game is trying to bully me or something. It's <laughs> just crazy. So for one more topic, Alexandra, uh, we usually talk about some curiosities, uh, some things that it's worth it was to talk about uh, the countries, so, but we can do something different. Well, I think the kids from nowadays, they don't play like we used to play. I think, imagine in my time, well, mm -hmm. I'm talking like I'm older, <laughs> but when I was a child, I I grew up like in a small village in uh, Trajumontes. So I used to play. So you're from Chaves and Chaves is very. No, Chaves is a city, but okay. I'm from a small village. Ah, you're from, you're from the yeah. village. It's outside. like 10 years. Countryside. Yeah, countryside. And uh, we used to play a lot. We, we didn't have like smartphones or to play. So we used to explore like abandoned houses. <laughs> I remember I couldn't sleep. Because I thought these houses were like haunted, you haunted, know? Yeah. And well, it was amazing. We used to steal fruit. Steal fruit from trees, yeah. It's, it's just something that. Uh, it's a rather good topic to talk about because uh, I think, like, nowadays, because of technology, I'm really a fan of technology. Like, I really like everything that comes out. But yeah, I have this point of view too. Like, the, the kids nowadays, they're more likely to be, you know, very close to yourself, very close to the technology. And they actually don't explore life how we how we used to do. Yeah. So I'm very afraid for my kids to be like this. So I, you know, like because for me, the best time of my life was my child. Oh, me too. It was my child. So basically, those memories that I have, like going out, playing with my friends in outside, exploring the nature. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm from Brazil, so we had plenty of nature there, and it was just amazing to go outside and make pranks with friends, you know, like, as you said, like, stealing fruits from trees, <laughs> that was very common, you know. Being in a risky situation was very exciting for us, you know, like, you had, how you say, invaded a better place. Yes. So, yeah, it's basically something that I miss a lot, and then I'm, I'm afraid that my, my kids, and also kids nowadays, like, you're not more likely to play like this. No, they don't play. I'm afraid that they won't have the same feeling that I, that I have now, like this nostalgic, this missing feeling of my child. Yeah, I think we could spend like hours in the streets playing and doing different things and sure. every day was like a, a new adventure for us, yeah. so I think Amazing. And we didn't have phones, we were just knocking on our friend's door, you know, like, come on, man, we, yeah. <laughs> yesterday we, I said that I would be at one, and then we were like, that's how we were calling people. In Brazil, we didn't have uh, 
bells, you know, we yeah. were in like, some place it was quite close. So we were just clapping our hands and like, hey, are you there, man? Are you there? Hey, fula, hey, fula. It was very cool. And I really miss it, I really miss it. So, yeah, definitely the kids from our days were not like to be very close here now. Maybe they won't miss their childhood, you know? I have to think about it, like, uh, in 10 years, these kids, there are, there are kids nowadays, they won't be kids, they will be like the next adults like us nowadays, they, will, they probably won't miss Yeah, and I think it's sad because I think they will not have stories to, to stories, tell. Yeah, to share. And we have so many stories, so many yeah, things, you, and you survived. Too. You survived, you're like healthy, you're, you know, like, I have a very curious history there in Brazil. I know the same, so it's not about me, but I'm very sure, so I, I guess it's worth it. Because it's very weird for people like you from, from Europe or from, from the States to hear such a history. Maybe people from Florida, they want, they want to be, you know, to surprise them with the history. So basically, I'm from a city that calls like the Lake of Crocodiles, something like this. The Lake or the Tank of Crocodiles. Uh, it's not a city, it's like a neighborhood, it's very real. And we used to play soccer in the street. Uh, you know, football, soccer, you know, with our bare food, something, you know, very, very Brazilian, let's call it. <laughs> you know, the, the stereotypes that foreigners have about Brazil, like kids uh, playing soccer everywhere they can. Yeah, it was basically like this. So we used to live close to this lake full of crocodiles. Full of crocodiles. Oh. Nowadays, maybe we can find two or three crocodiles that are still living in there. But maybe not like 10 years, no more than 10 years ago, like maybe 15 years ago. And do, do you guys know this movie, The Sandlot? It's like an American movie where the, this guy, uh, they were, they were, their kids like play baseball, and then the ball, the, the, the dude like hit a home run, yeah. and the ball just went to a backward with this dog, this crazy dog that they were afraid that the dog could eat them. So basically, we had this, some The Sandlot history of Brazil version. So we were playing soccer in the street with my friends and then whenever the ball goes to the lake nobody goes there to, to get the ball because you know we just lose the ball because they were full of crocodiles no, were, no one with 6 year old or 8 year old was brave as a lion to, to go there and get the ball so there was this friend that got this ball from the World Cup of 2002 Brazil won this World Cup in 2002 and and basically, this, the ball was very expensive, you know, nowadays, at least in my neighborhood, we were not that rich, we were like very humble, like this podcast, we were very yeah. humble <laughs> when I was a kid, and the ball was very expensive, so we were playing with this ball, and then the ball went to the lake, um, and we were like, no, come on, come on, man, and his nickname was Big Hammer, <laughs> so I asked, like, okay, he's a big <laughs> so you listeners, you're learning one more word, I believe, for this podcast. So Leo, the big hammer went to the lake to get the ball and he was like, No, you're about to die, man, you're about to die, you can do it, come on, you don't have faith for your life and stuff, you know. And then he went there and actually got that ball. So he was, like, still nowadays, I still in contact with the big hammer. And he's a kind of hero for us because he was the first kid to go there actually to the lake of crocodiles and get the ball. So you know, it's, it's kind of history that the, maybe the kids from nowadays won't have. It's an amazing history. <laughs> <laughs> something crazy, yeah. Different, very, very, very different. 
So yeah, do you, you want to share something more about your childhood, about your country uh, that you think is worthy to, to be taught? Uh, well, we have this word, saudade. So, ah, saudade. <laughs> yeah, I think we are the only language. The only language that I share saudade. Yeah, it's actually pretty well known for like, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's because it means to miss someone. Yeah, it's the, it's the thing you you feel when you miss someone or, or something. Sure. But it's a really strong. It's yeah. like a state of mind. Sure, yeah. yeah. It's unknown that that you don't have. It's, it's something that you feel. You know, you, in English you can say that you, I feel miss you. You know, that there's yeah. there's no yeah. such a word. Yeah. You know? So in part in Portuguese we actually can say I feel saudade. I feel that I miss you. I feel this yeah. feeling of missing. Missing something, missing your childhood, maybe missing something. But it's not only only missing something or something. It's the way you feel. Yeah, it's, the, the, it's the a nostalgic, nostalgic feeling. Yeah, and yeah. I think Portuguese people are what uh, are nostalgic people. You know, they yes. have a lot of so that maybe yeah uh, because of our story. Yeah, the history of Portugal yeah. is very tricky. Yeah. Because you guys stole our loads. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't come on, like, really. I, I still live here for two years in Portugal, so. It's, it's, it's like my second, my second home. Yeah, we are like uh, Pays Irmãos. Yeah, yeah, we are very brother countries. <laughs> yeah, we are brother countries, so. <laughs> so, Alessandra, songs. I want you to talk about songs in Portugal. Portuguese songs that you want to share, that is worth it to share with our listeners. Well, we have Fado. It's. Uma casa portuguesa com certeza. How how is it? No, 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 and this means like the people of Portugal, we are like, we are really welcome when someone goes to our home, we like to, to receive people sure. the best way we can. So we could like, this song it's like in a Portuguese house, a bread and wine in a table. So, so you are very welcome people, yeah. you know, for everyone that comes to, to yeah. your country, comes to your place. Yeah, yeah. that's why I think we really like to, to, eat, to eat with our friends. Spending hours in a table, eating and sharing moments for us—it's it's an amazing thing. Being eating with people. Sure, sure, definitely. definitely. Uh, yeah, this welcome culture of Portugal is—it's very cool, you know. For every foreigner, you're a very welcome country for foreigners. Nowadays, you know, the tourism in Portugal is increasing a lot. Yeah. More in Lisbon, in Lisbon. If you go to the center of Lisbon, it's crazy. Yeah, you, you just don't listen Portuguese. So that's why I'm asking this, like in the first, in the first topic of our podcast, I've asked you the alternative places that people could feel as a Portuguese, feel like well, Portuguese when you're traveling. You should go to the small village. I yeah, think sure. you will find a lot of old people, but they will, they really know how to welcome you know, sure. to listen their 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 stories. This stories, yeah, it's yeah. Cool. The food, typical food, it's amazing. I know I'm Portuguese, but I really love food of my country because sure. we have a different kind of food and fish meat the it's it's amazing sure so something that i admire a lot about portugal is uh, talking about language topic that you guys speak 
you know, everywhere you can, you go to Portugal, even to small villages, people can't speak English. Yeah. So some, some, sometimes people, the are Spanish, they, 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 they do speak other languages, you know. So people are afraid to go to Portugal and people don't speak English and stuff, but it's not true. Actually, even old people, you if know, you go people to this small city, you can understand them if you speak English. They can, you know, give you direction to, to reach yeah. somewhere. Some, some places to, to get food, to, to get everything you can just speak in English, which is very cool. Which doesn't happen in Brazil because I, I think it's more because of the movies, yeah? In Portugal, you don't dub it. No. You only have subtitles. Yeah. In Brazil, you're dubbing all the movies. So <laughs> you're, you're very lazy people, you just don't want to, you know, read, <laughs> read the subtitles, so we're just dubbing the movies. So yeah, you guys in Portugal definitely can do can speak English, you know. So Alexandre, do you have some lessons from our app that you wanna recommend to our listeners in this well, humble podcast episode? Well, if you visit Portugal, I think you should try uh, Portuguese for traveling. Portuguese for traveling. Uh, you'll have some basics how to to speak with the, in a restaurant, in a bar, in a hotel. So if now a listener wants to order a bacalhau, a codfish, how would they say? It depends. You know, you have like more more than one hundred ways to cook bacalhau. Whoa, a hundred. Yeah. Whoa, that's great. You can eat. Give me three well, examples of it. Well, you have. <laughs> That's a very cool word, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I want to translate. If you guys want to translate the punheta, feel free. Yeah, you should try and Google. You should, you should Google it. Well, bacalhau uh, abraz. Yeah, for my friend. Well, bacalhau abraz. Or bacalhau abraz. Bacalhau abraz is it like this one with uh, French fries or? Yes, and eggs. Not, not, not French fries, it's like no. just a kind of, you know, potato, like yeah. very, very thin, you know, yes. like they cut this very thin. And, and eggs. And eggs, yeah. yeah. It's very tasty. It's, oh. <laughs> it's very tasty, it's very, very tasty. And do you want to share some movies, the Portuguese movies that you want to share with us? Like we were talking about movies the other day. Uh, well, I think we have like one movie, uh, Gaiola Dourada. Gaiola Dourada. It's a... A movie about Portuguese people in in, uh, in France. The, the gold cage. Yeah, the gold gold cage. And uh, this film, it's I think it's really good because you'll know how people, our, our Portuguese people, used to live. It's I think it's not the start now, but like, but like, uh, fifty years ago, how people used to live in Portugal, and it's like a stereotype of Portuguese people, but it's a really nostalgic movie. Nostalgic movie, yeah. yeah. So if you listeners want to check about those things that we are talking during this episode, watch The Gold Cage, yeah. which is in Portuguese, Gaiola Dourada, and in French. I don't know. No, I think... <laughs> Gaiola uh, Doure, Doure, I don't know. <laughs> Something like this. Uh, I don't know, really. Uh, so it's basically uh, it's very hard for me to, to talk with you. Thank you so much for coming and sharing this history. Well, thank you, Joao. Well. Thank you, Alexandra. So, listeners, we are coming to the end of our episode, one more episode. It's the fourth episode of the first season of our podcast. 
talking about Portugal. So if you if you guys want to check more about those words, those Portuguese words that we shared during the, the episode, just don't hesitate to go to vodcap.com and check out our, uh, our lessons, you know, as Alexandre told you, Portuguese for travel is the new lesson. And if you want to, you know, like, just go and get some lessons from, from scratch, if you don't know anything about Portuguese, you can try Portuguese in one day. Yeah. It's a very good lesson to you for at least, you know, how to say, Olá, tudo bem, tudo bem, and don't forget to follow us on Spotify, guys. We are on Spotify, we are in Stitcher, we are in the moon, we are in Mars, we are everywhere now. You can just play in our podcast in the moon. And this would be very important for us. And if you could rate with five stars on Stitcher. <laughs> so thank you so much for one more episode on our podcast. Say thank you for our listeners, Alexandra. Thank you so much for... Obrigada, João. Muito obrigado. So, good afternoon, guys. Good night and thank you so much. See you in the next episode of Vocab Vibes, Language and Culture. Bye bye! Vocab me, vocab you, vocab your life. Learn languages with flashcards.